could it be? If you could be mine, we both shine. If I rule the world, still living for today in these last days until it be paradise like relaxing. Black, Latino, and Anglo Saxon. Amani exchange the range. Cast, lost, tribes, and bass. Free at last. Sorry, I'm late. I just don't give a fuck. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Money Mitch, aka King Lear, aka at ML Gainer, or without the L, depends on which platform you're looking for me on, but you can find me everywhere if you're really looking for me. I'm here with your boy at only Chris Allen, Chris Allen, world's best comic. What's good, my man? <laughs> World's best comic that's in this room right now, actually. <laughs> Cleveland's best comic, and he, he's, he's a, aggressively ambitious, so he came to the best comedy market in the world. Uh, now he's kind of a small fish in Big Pond, but it's cool. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's going on, folks? Uh, lots going on in this world, so... We're which, back. Which side, are we, which side are we... Do you want to start economics, or do you want to start emotion? We should definitely start emotion. I feel like okay. because if anything that we discuss at this time now, it we're if you're listening to this on the back end or like catching up, it is October fourth, and like the mass shooting in Las Vegas happened on Sunday night. Yeah. So we're a couple of days away from that. So we, I mean, it's like one of the things that like happens in our society that. You have to address if you have if you have any form of media outlet or you know or, I mean everyone's talking about it, whether it's just casual conversation so sports talk politics talk news talk religion talk like it's it's impossible to avoid yeah this. so I just want to get like what's your opinion on everything obviously it's traumatic and it's 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 sad do you want me to start like my real opinion or like my weird conspiracy theory that i'm like not fully convinced of but like 30 percent convinced of oh i want to you know i'm a conspiracy guy so i want to hear both actually all right so we'll we'll start and be normal people and then we'll be conspiracy theory black people later uh we we need like a word for our black conspiracy theory mafia. Uh, I feel like when we actually have like a real fan base, there's gonna be like a crew of like black conspiracy theorists yeah. that follow us. We need like a name for them. You remember that one show? Like uh, I think it was uh, Eddie Griffin had a movie where he played uh, <laughs> like some soul like detective. Oh, yeah. and he had conspiracy brother in there. Yeah. And that's it. We should just call it conspiracy brother. Conspiracy brothers. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so no, I mean, it was it was crazy because I woke up and like anyone else, I'm sure you like flip over your phone, check your timeline or whatever. And for most people, I'm sure the first thing they saw was this Vegas thing. Yeah, uh, it was not for me. Uh, the first th- the first story I saw was a guy Dan Roberti, uh, R.I.P. to Dan Roberti. He ran for mayor literally every election I've been alive in my hometown. Uh-huh. He never won. He kept running. He was like the nicest old guy of all time. Uh-huh. He was super like just awesome guy. Roberti's the man, and he died. And that was like the first thing I saw that morning. Mm-hmm. First thing Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm up early on Mondays because I got to be dumb early at my job. Uh, and my heart just sank, and I was like, damn. And so I started scrolling my newsfeed, thinking mm-hmm. there'll be some bullshit positivity meme in here yeah. that might like, start my day a little better, you know what I mean? And the next thing I fucking see is what happened in Vegas. And what's crazy is at the time, because that was Monday morning, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it was 50 dead, 200 wounded or so, and mm-hmm. that's now 59 and like 500 and some change. Yeah. Like, when, when you start forgetting the number, you know, like, you're talking in... in catastrophic proportions mm-hmm. uh, 
And I, I guess what really struck me and tends to always strike me in these situations, because we've talked a lot on this platform earlier in earlier episodes, I, I think we agree on this, is like, I, my work is not who I am. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy with my job, I like my job, I like the people I work with, whatever. But it's like a very small portion of who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's... A lot of a lot of people don't see it that way. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I was born to do this, right? Doctors or teachers or mm-hmm. lawyers or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, people have a sense of purpose, and I don't really, mm-hmm. I kind of lack that. And so when stuff like this happens, it's really hard for me to just like shut up and focus and go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's you know a lot of my shit anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really struck me was like coming into work that day, and like I said, coming in OD early, and everybody's there at fucking nine o'clock on the dot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everybody, like, there was, like, this sense of gloom and nobody wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was still, like, we're sitting here having conversations about sales. Mm-hmm. Like, you, how? Yeah. In, in what world is that on your mind right now? Yeah. Like, I'm selling luxury items. Yeah. In yeah. a time where people are literally gunning people down in the streets. And this is, like, I hate to say it, but, like, we, we were talking off air and, t- I guess, bringing on air. It's, like, our entire platform is the intersection of... Politics, culture, race, relationships, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. My relationship to the world through my race has allowed me to see a lot of violence and a lot of damage mm-hmm. and have to accept that that's the way the world is. Yeah. One of the things that the world has told me, or at least America has told mm-hmm. me, is that like mass groups of American flag-waving like mm-hmm. country white folk mm-hmm. don't get murdered recklessly. Yeah. That shit ain't supposed to happen. Yeah. And when it does, we're supposed to do something about it. Yeah. Uh, and fuck the politicians. Like, we don't do anything about it. We don't even react now. Yeah. Everybody just like, well, it's better to just move on and go to work. Or, well, my favorite, today is not the day to have it. It's just like, what are we talking about? Yeah. It, How are you not mourning right now? I don't care if you knew anyone there or not. As like an American, how are you not like dying? Yeah, it's it's crazy because it's it's happened so much. I think the large portion of society is desensitized to this mass shooting. I think that they said that that every like every ten or I mean this is I'm misquoting this, but it's something crazy like every. Since Sandy Hook, there's been a mass shooting like every like ten to fifteen days. Or oh something wait, like that. wait, no, way more frequently. Really? It's like uh, I think, if I remember correctly, I think it's five seventy seven in the last four hundred twenty one days. Wow, yeah, which is ridiculous. And, and but, here, to your point about desensitivity, just mm-hmm, real quick, mm-hmm. I was having this conversation with somebody at work the other day. Now, uh, I was a sociology minor in college, so I took a bunch of sociology classes. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the classes I took while I was in college was on. Uh, school shootings and like mass violence Mm -hmm. Uh, and statistically the way they measured it at the time was a mass shooting Mm -hmm. was any uh, shooting death that involved more than one victim Mm -hmm. so two or more yeah now there's a kid at work I'm having this conversation with right Mm -hmm. and he tells me he was also a sociology minor in college Mm -hmm. and when he was going when he took similar classes at his school the way it had been documented and categorized was now a mass shooting was more four or more victims. Wow. We are only four years apart. Yeah. Like he, uh, I graduated in 2013. He started college in 2013. Mm-hmm. So we're four years apart. Wow. That's how quickly we've become. Like, we if, if, if you kill yeah. three people, it's no longer newsworthy. Is mm-hmm. essentially what we're telling. Yeah. Like, I was a sociology and journalism major. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you were telling somebody who plans to spend his life reporting on social issues uh-huh. that three people getting murdered is no longer a story. Yeah, exactly. That's Which fucking it, crazy. Yeah, it's, it is a weird thing, and it's like, well, it's this like. Okay, so let's like just backtrack to like your, your where you were kind of going before. 
to where like you were almost to my uh, in my opinion or what you were trying to say was like you were kind of disappointed how the people around your you your day you were approaching during the day were kind of you know not really speaking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my question to you is: a how do you how did you want people to react? What do you want people to do? And how do you think like this? How do how do we move forward from that? How do we stop this? How do we resolve? And obviously, I mm-hmm. you, you know. You have an opinion, or you don't, because it's it's something that you know no one really has been able to solve yet. But of course, there's factors in it. I I think the tough part with that is, you, you know, we we were just talking about the numbers. Whatever the number is, it's mm-hmm. roughly one a day, mm-hmm. one every other day. Yeah. So it's like, it's not like you can stop your life every single time this happens yeah. because you wouldn't ever live life. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also, you know. It's important to recognize scale, and mm-hmm. though you know people have mixed opinions about what that statistic means, you know the largest mass shooting in history, mm-hmm. especially when like you're topping a record that was set record that, that sounds gross to say, yeah, exactly. but a record that was set 16 months ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so like the escalation scale of this is as important as the scale of the violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's one of the things like we're really failing to take grasp of in this Vegas situation uh, is just like. It, yes, there are mass shootings often, and I think in in the rush to politicize the debate, as people love to say, mm-hmm. like one of the things it, it gets quickly drawn into is sounding like just another mass shooting. Yeah. This isn't just another mass shooting. No. Dude shot seven hundred plus people. Yeah, there's I'm, we've seen death totals like that mm-hmm. with like the Oklahoma City bombing and things like that. Yeah, we've never seen a shooting anything close to that scale. Yeah, you know what I mean, and so like. I, I always point back to Virginia Tech as, like, the, the big mass shooting that, mm-hmm. like, scarred me memorably the most. I, mm-hmm. I was living, I think I said this on an episode earlier, I was, I was living in a group home at the time, and I, like, listened to that live broadcast mm-hmm. via radio. Yeah. And, like, people calling in from classrooms, bunkered in, and hearing gunshots in the hallways, and hearing people die. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. And if you've ever... It, you know, I've talked to plenty of people who lived through the Columbine years, and like, there's certain shootings that seem to have resonated with people. Yeah, and it's terrifying to me that this doesn't even seem to. Yeah, no, I, I, I think people were just, as I said before, it's just happened so much. It's, it's become like part of our society, which, and I, I, to be honest with you, I think there's a couple different issues. One, I think we 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 under underestimated how many people in our society are just on the brink of losing their shit and there's not a lot I haven't heard any of the research on like what was going on in this guy's life besides like they said something about like a divorce he had or I know I don't know what but like what his mental health state were you have to be crazy in order to do something like this in my opinion see or you don't think so? You think, well, it, it, and this—that's actually a tough, a tough thing. Because yes, that's the easy thing to say. You have to be crazy to do something like this. But I do think there's a lot of people who are just on the brink of losing their shit. Well, and so I guess that's the thing: is if are you actually crazy if you're on the brink and get pushed over? And the other, the other thing about that is also, I guess the the scary part to me is we we start to categorize it that way and it makes us suspicious of all people who are mentally ill. Uh, and I, I think it is important to make 
a priority mm-hmm. that we don't stigmatize people yeah. who have a mental illness as mm-hmm. like crazy violent people who can't control themselves. Mm-hmm. That's simply untrue. That's yeah. statistically untrue. Yeah. Uh, what happens more often than not, to your point, is like they're unstable, they're on the brink, mm-hmm. and something kicks them one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the major issues in this country right now is healthcare reform, predominantly mental healthcare reform, mm-hmm. because if people had access to outlets for these types of feelings, mm-hmm. you'd have a lot less of this behavior. Yeah. And I say this as someone with deep experience in that realm. Yeah. Well, I think there's actually, so like the way I, I look at it, because obviously there's there's a ton, everyone is doing something like this happen. And I think this is almost like a three prong issue. One, uh, as soon as something like this happens, everyone goes to gun rights issues. Always. And I do think that's an element to that. Um, But even with this case, this guy didn't show any signs. He seemed like a normal citizen until one day he gets pushed over. But, I mean, as as much as, there's no reason to have that amount of weapons. Like, how how does one person accumulate that... And, and like, what random per? There should be once you buy that many weapons, like, you can't deposit fucking ten thousand dollars in the bank <laughs> without send, it sending a notification to the feds. How can you accumulate that? Once you accumulate a certain amount of of, of weaponry, like the feds should just automatically like get like. Now, a, 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 I'll be honest. I I hear a lot of gun control conversations. That's one of the more reasonable suggestions I've heard. Yeah, because I'm a, I'm a pretty big like. You, I'm a pretty big Second Amendment guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, I, and I'm not a gun guy. Like, yeah, I'm, I'll never own a gun. I'm way too fucking crazy. Have a, I, yeah. I've thought about. I go back and forth. I shouldn't say I'll never yeah. own a gun. Uh, but I have no plans to own a gun. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty fucking crazy. I don't think I should have a gun. Mm-hmm. If I do, it should be you know I'm keeping separate ammo. The whole shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? something that like hides it away so you had to think before. Yeah, you yeah, exactly. It, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm, I'm on board with all that shit. But as far as like access to guns, I'm 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 pretty. Yeah. Wide open. I'm pretty libertarian about it. Yeah. I do think that that's a fair that's a fair like suggestion. Like yeah. you have to do that with like like you said like with banking with cars. Like yeah. think about the loopholes you go through to have a car. Exactly. You mean to tell yeah. me like I, I'm not saying like cool you got like one for self defense whatever mm-hmm. you got you know three or four because you go hunting you got like a shotgun a couple of rifles mm-hmm. you got a couple in the family cool whatever yeah. you got like upwards of a I think over ten if you have double digit. Like especially like firearms, yeah, especially like semi-automatic weapons. Which like, I don't care what kind of because hey, so this is I I'm 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 excited to have not excited uh, but I I I'm learning so much more about guns and gun culture and gun conversations mm. lately, uh, and so it's always fun for me to get more educated on things. Mm. Uh, but one of the things people always talk about is semi-automatic automatic weapons and like obviously that was the case in Vegas, uh-huh. but like more it, it's all handguns, yeah. Not just like more, like ninety-eight percent of shooting shots. Like, yeah, handguns. exactly. And yeah. that's and not just mass shootings, but then you're like also looking at you know any sort of like street crime is all handgun related. Mm. Like ain't nobody out here doing stick-ups with like an AR-15. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, you ever got yeah. run up on by somebody with a rifle? No, I've been no. held at gunpoint numerous times in my life, not once with a rifle. <laughs> yeah, is that well, like a lot of it, it like. And a lot of people who are like against, uh, like any or like super against like the gun rights or like at least limiting limiting the amount of guns says like says rifles like ho- like the best gun for home invasions mm. is like it's supposed to be like a shotgun. 
and then like for hunting, like right. Wait, you said to do a home invasion or protect yourself? Protect yourself from okay. a home invasion. It's a <laughs> shotgun. He does not want to carry a yeah. shotgun to go to a B and E. No, no, to protect yourself from a home invasion. They say it's a shotgun hunting, like like uh like. A, a rifle, but not like a, a semi-automatic rifle yeah. and shit like that. So, but you know, for there's people, and I I can never argue with someone's like, hey, if if you want, if I want a fucking Ferrari, mm. then like I want a fucking Ferrari. I don't want anyone to tell me, and I understand that perspective. But at very least, like once you get like once you get like. A fucking not many people own the Ferrari off the books. Exactly, everybody knows where the Ferrari is. And that's are. and that's like I don't understand how it, like as soon whether you buy it from a fucking like gun show or like you buy it online or something. The same way we do cars, there should be like documentation. Once you get like more than like X amount of guns, like your name goes on a fucking list, like. They they track that shit like especially like three or more fucking this, high power guns. Like, thing. I don't need like crazy tracking. I don't yeah. think you should be like monitored night and day. And yeah, like, I'm just saying like when you buy gun number ten, like because here's the thing, you should just have to register all these guns. Mm-hmm. I own as many as you want. Yeah. I just like I. You're so fucking proud of owning the gun, right? Yeah. Get the license. Hang the licenses on the exactly. wall. We'll make them mad cool. Get some holograms on there. Whatever the fuck they mm-hmm. want. I don't give a shit. But I'm saying, like, it's not, like, the idea of knowing who owns the guns mm-hmm. shouldn't be a radical idea. Yeah. And so if that's the case, when you go register handgun number 12, when you already own, you know, 10 rifles and mm-hmm. 6 shotguns... Mm-hmm. I think somebody who works in law enforcement would want to know. Yeah, exactly. If for no other reason, they're going to go break up a domestic dispute or some shit one day. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm walking into. Exactly. We're all pro-cops, supposedly, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's good for cops. So, okay. So, still, all right. So, we have to, like, unpack this a little bit deeper because I think even with the registration, if this guy claimed all those... It still could have happened with this guy because he showed no sign. So the next element we have to look at is the state of our culture today, because I just feel like a lot of these in regards to guns and like who gets them or like our culture and how it influences lives. No, I think that in 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 the part that this guy, whatever he was fucking dealing with, just went over the edge, and no one saw fucking any signs of it. And it's like, are we living in like, and this is like, I wonder about, because I've had like friends that like I've been like close with and they like just try, I mean, they just attempted suicide or something like that. And I like always, and which just was a, sh- a mass shooting and a, a suicide, but I always looked at it like, did I miss something? in this person's life where like, I didn't see the signs in order to be like, yo, like, Hey, what's going on, man? Let's fucking like. Uh, I make this distinction to a lot of people because naturally I have this conversation a lot. Uh, with shit like that, it's not to get tangential to the, to the Vegas conversation. No, but like, when people are in a state like that, I I've said all of my life, like ninety nine percent of the time, you're not missing it. You just mm. don't know what to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like very few people know what to say to somebody who's on the brink of yeah. committing a mass murder, mm-hmm. murdering themselves, mm-hmm. you know, a, you know, aggressive, you know, killing their child, like mm-hmm. all that kind of like crazy, like violent, like mm-hmm. gone over the edge type behavior. Mm-hmm. Very few people know what to say to somebody on the brink of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I've, you know, it's just always better to say anything. Yeah. Uh, 
And but it, I don't know. Like I, it's easy to say that I guess. Like, but then I'm like, eh, you can say a lot of shitty things in that situation. Like I don't know. Like nobody. You could be you know that one last person. Like, Are you okay, man? And yeah. Just like sets them up. You don't fucking know. Yeah. You know what I mean, but like. I don't know. I my my friend Shelby Lynn, who I love dearly for this, always makes she's a little aggressive about it, mm-hmm. uh, a little over the top. But she always makes a really good point of like, anytime she even vaguely hears something's going on, she'll just be like, "Hey, like here if you need it," mm-hmm. and that's like, eh. Which they, is like they, the, they might reach out, they might not, they might still kill themselves, mm-hmm. but at least she gave them an option. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I just I think that's the safest play there. Now to this guy, mm-hmm. I think it's too soon to say. If that was the case, to mm-hmm. be honest with you, yeah, I don't, I don't know if something changed in his life. I don't know if something pushed him over the edge. I don't know if he's been plotting this for fifty years and this yeah. is his life's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think it's, it's too soon to remark on that. Mm-hmm. I will say this is a perfect opportunity to introduce my crazy conspiracy theory. Okay, perfect. Yeah, follow me on this and mm-hmm. tell me if you think this is like I said. I'm, I'm thirty percent in on this. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not hardlining <laughs> this. It's just, just a theory based off a couple initial reports. Okay. From all initial reports, from people who were there, first responders, victims, everyone, mm-hmm. the shooting lasted anywhere between 12 and tops 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. SWAT didn't bust in his door for an hour after the starting shooting. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't identify where he was in concaption. By the time they were there, he was already dead. Mm-hmm. If he was already dead and the shooting stopped 45 minutes before they show up, mm-hmm. right? Shooting last 15 minutes, it takes him an hour to get there. 45 minutes mm-hmm. that he's in the room doing what? Yeah. He he ain't trying to get away. He's not condemned to shoot. He's got all this ammo, all these guns. He's not doing nothing. Yeah. So, crazy conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. The the big first lead person of interest, right, is his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She lives with him. She, they own the property together. They live together. She must know something that's up, right? Mm-hmm. They go exercise the search warrant on his property, find a bunch more guns, huge, huge more arsenal, right? Mm-hmm. All this crazy tactical stuff, long time gun order, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. No red flags, nothing in his history. Mm-hmm. Family says this seems crazy. Girlfriend says this seems crazy. Girlfriend's out of the country. Mm-hmm. House is unoccupied. Yeah. So you mean to tell me this dude drove down here with his own arsenal, did all this shit, and then just offed himself, didn't tell nobody about it, and did it while his girlfriend was out of the country? Or... Does this guy go to Mandalay Bay all the time, as is documented, he goes down to Gamble all the time, mm-hmm. he's in his room, somebody goes up there, puts him out, mm-hmm. commits the shooting, mm-hmm. takes off, mm-hmm. and when SWAT team arrives, finds this guy. Real phone booth-esque shit. Mm. I don't think that's that crazy. Yeah, I just don't know the... Is, is the motive just someone just wanting to have a mass shooting and get away with it? I... That's a start. I don't know what the motive behind it is. Yeah. I'm still putting together my conspiracy theory. Here. Yeah. I don't, mean, don't shoot holes in the part I haven't even brought up. I, I, I just. <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I. I'm not trying to find ways to let this guy off the hook. Because, mm-hmm. Lord, let me tell you, I, I. All I need is for this. Please don't be a Muslim or a black guy or shit in this political climate, a Puerto Rican. Like, yeah. please, like, I hate to say it, but please just let it be this crazy white guy. Yeah. Please. For the sake of my heart. Uh, but at the same, and not because I hate white people or anything, because I think it needs to be a white guy for us to have a conversation that's reasonable about this type of violence. Yeah. Uh, um, but I'm not, convinced, I'm not completely convinced. Yeah, I I think that if it was any, I just 
it's weird because to have a mass shooting like this, like it's usually like a murder suicide or or it's it's usually uh I'd be curious to know how, how many is it suicide or death by cop? I think I, yeah, I'm not sure the stats. I just just you know thinking about just what's mm. happened. Uh, only a few times these guys have tried. And if it was a uh, if it was an extreme, let's say a Muslim extremist, mm. like they take credit for that shit. Yeah, ISIS tried to take credit for this. Yeah, shit. exactly, yeah. dude. They're just ridiculous. Just like, shit. listen, listen. I'm no pro ISIS guy. Yeah, I'm no pro Trump guy. I'm not even particularly super pro American guy these days. Even though I'm pretty waving the red, white, and blue over here. Mm-hmm. But one thing you are not gonna out America on mm-hmm. is gun violence. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, ISIS. Yeah, exactly. we don't take credit for our own. <laughs> we manufacture crazy white people who love guns and occasionally go on mass shooting sprees. That's what we do here. That is not y'all shit. Do not come over here trying to claim our shit. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Well, I mean, that's... I digress. It's, uh, as far as ISIS is concerned, that's, like, anything they can... Because... They claim they're responsible for fucking everything. Exactly. Well, that's that's how that's how they gain power, because for the way do I understand they, it... Do or does somebody in one of these Western countries manufacture that? Well, Conspiracy theory number two. I think that... Well, I think there's two, two elements of it. A, that's how they try and gain power, because from my understanding, yes. like... Uh, all of ISIS together couldn't occupy the fuck Rhode Island. Yeah, they just don't have enough power. They don't have enough. Uh, so they had to use it as a point of reference. I'm never actually here. Yeah, or, or or they couldn't. They couldn't fucking like overtake New Hampshire or Massachusetts if they try. They don't have enough weapon. Their, their weaponry they took from us, and like the and this shit we just left over there after. Wars and shit. We were trying, we were fighting for no reason, but they use fear. They use these attacks or anything attacked to strike fear and to keep us investing money and trying to spread ourselves thin. And we're into weaken us. They take it as as a benefit. But um, I think that our government and our and the powers to be use these the fear in order to like move society into like okay well this is what we need to do we need to have people over here we need to be people over here so we can spread our empire and, our government and, would be more than happy to let ISIS take credit for this put that way yeah exactly because it makes sense to like spend another year fucking in some places in the Middle East where you know who knows what the fuck they're doing I don't want to transition too suddenly but yeah. this does present an interesting point of view on on the other topic I wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, one of the... As as we all know, anyone who's 35 years and younger, all your electronics are made in Asia. Mm -hmm. Uh, Asia has led the world in battery technology for a long time. China is leading the world in uh, automotive battery technology. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've recently passed legislation that says if you want to sell cars in Chinese markets, Mm -hmm. you have to make at least 10% of your fleet uh, electronic. Mm -hmm. Whether that's fully electronic, fuel cell, hybrid, Mm -hmm. some variant. Uh, it has to be at least 10% of your entire fleet that you sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the reasoning for that uh, is that the Chinese government 
is taking the U.S. as a precautionary tale on oil dependence mm -hmm. in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. And so for so long, they've been you know eyeing that and seeing how that's playing out and don't like the look of it pretty much at this point, mm -hmm. that they're projecting themselves into a fully electric future mm -hmm. and because they're already you know in in you know they're shoulder to shoulder with us and a couple other countries as far as being the leaders in that space they're they're able to you know they're going to be a leader from here on forward mm -hmm. and so that's led to now today GM uh, believe Ford made a similar announcement about ramping up their electronic vehicle production but GM's promised 20 new electronic vehicles in the next five years mm -hmm. uh, they're, they had said openly and I quote GM sees a fully electronic future uh, they're also ramping up autonomous vehicles and hope to have autonomous commercial like vans and trucks on the road in the next like three to four years. Mm -hmm. uh, they they have a completely viable prototype for this now, uh, built on the Bolt. Uh, so some really crazy shit happening. But I guess one of the things that gets back to is we talk about the Middle East and Middle Eastern terrorism and Muslim extremism or whatever all the time. And what a, where a lot of that is predicated on and what the power of the Middle East has historically been is oil mm -hmm. uh, and our desire for it. Mm -hmm. And what I find interesting is now as China takes a... China controls the market in a lot of things and will moving forward. China is the new number one power in the world and probably has been for a while in some categories where we just don't acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and so now they're really setting precedent in one what have is our identifiable industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it'd be like somebody re recreating steel. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that is an American industry. So cars are an American industry. Mm -hmm. And now you're seeing the American car industry have to adapt to the Chinese market because it's bigger and more profitable for them. Mm -hmm. uh, which well, is lovely if you're it, a capitalist and a socialist like me. Yeah. Uh, and but, it's the difference between a country with 370 million people, the country with what they have like... A billion plus. Yeah, a billion yeah. plus fucking people. I mean, they're... They're essentially like but I guess one what I, or two, two eighths of the population exactly. of the world is right there. What I wonder is moving forward, though, you know, you, you start to continue that trend out a little bit. And do we have a reason to be in the Middle East anymore? And does that help us get out of the Middle East and like negotiate our way out? Or does that make us, you know, just blow the Middle East out of the water, which would be fucking terrible? I, I have no idea, but it's an interesting point of perspective. I guess uh, running tangential to this Vegas conversation. We can get back to Vegas if you want to. I just, I, I found that to be an interesting tidbit. Uh, one, and this is like, okay, so this is a transition that should have been happening for a while. I think the first car that ever was invented, or for a long time, more cars were electric than they were uh, gas dependent. Really? Yeah. And then I forget what happened. You're talking about the Nissan story in the 70s? No, I'm talking about early. Like, we're talking about, like, when, like, cars were st first like started. Like, Yes, yeah, exactly. Like, there was more electric cars than there were huh. gas cars. And then, like, for it was a, a political business move that transitioned everything into electric or into gas. Um, and then, uh, but this is, like, this, this is my problem with some of the, uh, the capitalist market if you can just like you can, if, if the powers to be controlled the industry they can make it so like everything is dependent on on a gas market and so we've been doing this for I mean the technology has always been there from my understanding I mean they've tried to make 
tried to emerge electric cars a ton of different times throughout the history of our, our and, well, and what's been the problem is there's always been an infrastructure issue yeah and to your point it's like you, you can only solve infrastructure by government exactly uh, <laughs> You're, you're seeing Tesla change that, though. Yeah. Tesla's yeah, building infrastructure out of pocket. Exactly. And it's, it's sad that it's, it's taken, like... Not completely. get a lot of subsidies, but... Yeah. And you know what? Like, although you don't want China to be influencing American markets, because we kind of have this, like, nonverbal beef with China. Yeah. That's like... But wouldn't it be weird if we didn't... I don't. I think. I think it's gonna be. I think. I. I think that we're gonna have at least for as long as we are alive, we're going to be having beef with China and Russia, um, and more so China than anything. I mean. I mean. This is like. I mean. China is like. You guys can look at this up fucking online because I'm gonna butcher it. But like China's like building their own islands. Oh, I read something about that. Yeah, yeah. And then. And then like. But it's like. In water that technically it's not theirs. It's supposed to be split amongst like seven different countries. And yeah, they're, they're essentially building islands and claiming them as their own territories as natural, so that they can start to reclaim some of that territory. Exactly, yeah, and so <laughs> which is not which is not cool with us because one, our allies are in there, and two, that channel where they're building it and they're putting like military bases is like I guess like. Billions of dollars yeah, of trade, yeah, world. exactly. So there's been conflicts right there already. That's almost been like shots fired. Um, so I think we're gonna have this issue with China for a while. But to go back to your what you were saying, so you don't want like someone like that. Uh, you don't want that. You know, influencing American markets when we have beef with them. But I think this is a Net, kind of a positive thing because we get away from fossil fuels. Oh, I think it's a very arcade. positive thing. It's just like it's. In, I guess it's interesting to me to see how conservatives need to be swayed, right? Like, yeah. The, this is the markets are moving because the money is moving. And yeah. Like if you're a staunch financial capitalist, like you can't argue that logic. Exactly. The market is moving. We go chase the money. Like that's how business works, right? Yeah. Uh, and so if if that's been your policy all along, you have to go with this. And what's gonna come of it is a better environment and a better world like I think that's a win for everybody uh, and, and hopefully less violence unless we go to war over battery technology which is completely viable because America yeah. uh, <laughs> and I think as far as the Middle East I think we'll treat the Middle East if if, if there was no oil in, middle, in the Middle East then they would be treating it just like fucking like parts of Africa where it's like it's just nothing yeah, yeah, influence they, they'll let them I, massacre themselves my question it, though is like can they do that now like, with everything that's happened in the past 50 years or so, 60 years or so, mm. you can't, like, get up and walk away and go back to treating it like a third world country. You think Amer- you think the Americans give a fuck about that? There's no influence. They're not, they're not controlling. If our, it, it, it's it, sickening. It is, but it, yeah, it, I know you're there's right. no dependency for uh, oil, then we, we will get the fuck out of that. You'll see fucking... Like a hundred years from now, you'll see a new North Korea pop up out of the fucking Middle East. Oh yeah, yeah, but you know, not even a hundred years. You have borderline Iran. Yeah, come on, man. 
Oh, that's so fucking scary. Yeah, and um, you know this that's that's how we this how things go. And it's like sometimes I think like what the fuck. Wow. So really, this could fuck us all. <laughs> well, I think I think we're in we're in a weird time period because uh, one okay. So even look at North Korea. Mm. So we have a big issue with North Korea because we feel like they shouldn't have well one their fucking archaic society as far as how they treat. I mean, they're still like downright fascist. Yeah, they still they still have a dictator, which is like yo, they have a snitch color, bro. <laughs> you heard about that shit? That was, yo, this is like a real thing in North Korea, right? Mm-hmm. So in your community, you all, uh, I don't know how often I think it's weekly or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like a like a full community meeting, like everybody mm-hmm. in the fucking commune or whatever mm-hmm. comes out, mm-hmm. uh, and they go around like they they call on you to say whatever you're responsible for and what you've done, mm-hmm. but then also what you've like done wrong, mm-hmm. and if you don't snitch on your yourself mm-hmm. somebody else has to rat you out Jeez. and if they find out that you did it like you didn't like mm-hmm. say what you've done wrong and nobody else ratted you out for mm-hmm. they not a, it's not like a light punishment like yo like you're it, yo i don't know like we take a stipend out of your check or something mm-hmm. we get a ticket yeah it's like no like it's like three generations of hard labor wow like so. you, your kids, and your kids' kids Jeez. will be living in like slavery. Yeah, like it is fucking crazy. Yeah, but here's here's the crazier thing is that like North Korea is just a fucking beginning. Yeah. Like as technology moves forward, like they 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 are developing their nuclear power, and they have they do have nuke. But as far as I, everything that I've read or heard, they, they can't go too far. They yeah. can't shoot like a, a, a rocket. I mean, they can hit some some of the places around them. So it's they like can South hit some Korea, of our allies, but they can't hit like continental Russia. Exactly. But comes in in fifty years. Who else is gonna have nukes? You don't think you don't think like ISIS? Iran, Iran. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna have nukes. It's like you know. Ten years ago, ain't no one have iPhones, but now they're making iPhones that can do everything that you know it will cost you like like thirty thousand dollars in nine in eighties. You know. So I I made this comparison before, uh, and I I would love to speak to somebody who's still alive who has their wits enough about them to like have this conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. Just anyone who's alive for World War II, I imagine, is very mm-hmm. old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just what it is. Uh, but I, I felt in the internet age, especially as of recently. So one of my tenets of life, I've always, I've always thought, is like, generationally, like you get to a certain point and you, you stop being able to adapt to new technology. Like it's outpacing you because mm-hmm. technology moves at an exponential rate, mm-hmm. uh, and you only have a capacity to learn at which you were taught, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so by the time you're, you know, say in your 40s or 50s, there's new technology for teenagers that you just don't get anymore. Yeah. And you have to, like, really work at to keep up to speed. Mm-hmm. Now, technology has moved faster in the internet age than it's ever moved before. Mm-hmm. So we've created micro-generations mm-hmm. where we've come up with 30 generations of technology in the past 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. And so me and you struggle to adapt to technology that's built now for 10 and 12-year-olds mm-hmm. where 12-year-olds can fucking write code in their sleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we all learned fucking cursive. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, that, that's what I mean. Like, that's how quickly that gap happened. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it was similar around the World War mm-hmm. when there was the nuclear arms race and there was like, uh, you know, the, the invention of flight had just come around, cars had just come around, intercontinental mm-hmm. railroad, like shit was blowing up mm-hmm. at an exponential rate, at mm-hmm. a rate that most people couldn't keep up with. Mm-hmm. And I, I think 
globally, one of our reactions to that when those things happen uh, is to get more nationalistic, to get more defensive, to bear down on arms, mm -hmm. uh, and to threaten one another. Mm -hmm. uh, and pretty much play a, a big game, you know, of Cold War or keep away. Like, mm -hmm. you know, this is mine, don't come touch it. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's very, fr in, 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 I guess, in the past, like, it was spears and shields, and then it was, you know, bows and arrows and castles, and mm -hmm. eventually it was guns and tanks, and mm -hmm. now we're at nuclear war. Mm -hmm. uh, and, th like, this is what the ramp up to World War has looked like. Mm -hmm. Whether that was you know the the fall of the Roman Empire, that whether that was the Ottoman Empire, whether that was uh, you know the Industrial Revolution mm -hmm. uh, and the Enlightenment in France and how that all toppled, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Whether that was the World War One and Two, mm -hmm. you know, like this is what the ramp up has historically looked like. Yeah, uh, and I find that to be what's most frightening. Do you think we're on the right side of this, or do you think we're as as a country, or we're in the tr tr looking troubling for the United States? I, I think given our current leadership and our current position in the world, mm -hmm. uh, strategically, I guess what I fear is strategically, what would be best for us would be worst for our identity as a country. Yeah. Okay. And here's my thing with like, uh, with my, well, this is my perspective, perspective on United States and us as this leading, uh, leading world figure. It's like... Like we didn't fight much. The United States didn't fight much in World War One, mm. and we came in pretty late in World War Two. Oh, dealing. <laughs> yeah, like four years late. So the reason why the United States is so powerful is because of that, and because it wasn't fought on American soil, and so That's it a really left. Good point. It, and it left everything like a fucking shit show, but. One, I don't like the fact that like it, we're not. It, I, I I just feel like like our position of power, although we are pow we're powerful as fuck as far as military and so forth. Uh, but like we're not. I mean, we're spreading ourselves thin with all these fucking military like actions in different <laughs> in different areas. Like we're in, we've been in the Middle East since the fucking early nineties. Like we have this like Cold War with Russia again. We have this beef with China. It's like we're spreading itself pretty thin, and if there is a conflict. We're not gonna be able to go OD late. We're gonna have to like it's gonna be with us, and it seems like we're the bad guy of the of the country. For I mean, some you know, uh, uh, some people would say Anam Chomsky would say for the for the right reasons. We we are that we've done some bad shit, and that the other countries haven't done bad shit too, and maybe some of it is reactionary, but. And I think this is part of the reason why a lot of people voted for Trump is because they were like, hey, let's fuck off with all this bullshit that we're in. Let's get the Middle East. Let's focus. This is why people are getting very nationalistic is because we're like, yo, fuck all this. It's, we're, we're, we're spreading ourselves thin. We're sending uh, our kids over overseas to fight in these we're trying conflicts. To the world. Yeah, exactly. And let's focus on us, which... I understand a lot of this shit is for business interests, but I don't think that like we're in the position where like if there is a conflict that we're going to end better as a country if it goes down if the shit hits the fan. Yeah, I mean, you make a lot of good points that you make a lot of sense. I think to your, to your point about 
like Trump's nationalistic rise, I think that's mm-hmm. spot on. I think a lot of people are looking at a lot, of, a lot of what we've got going on in the world and asking why are we doing this mm-hmm. on, on both sides. Uh, I think you'd be a fool not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think one of the things I fear, I guess, under that that same umbrella of like spreading ourselves too thin, is then like the leaving business interests aside, like mm-hmm. trying to look at it from like. Just identity alone, like what America is supposed to represent. Mm-hmm. The guys we always do this under is like spreading freedom and trying to build a, a freer global society. Mm-hmm. Right? At least that's that's been the democratic spin on this for yeah. a long time. Uh, Republicans usually play the protection card. That's the that's the left spin on it is spreading freedom, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just been proven not to work. Yeah. And I think the issue I find under Republican leadership is the way out is admitting that we are wrong paying some sort of sanctions, like, you know, brokering some sort of deal mm-hmm. where we, like, leave the Middle East the fuck alone yeah. and broker a deal where we, like, outright apologize for our interference there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, part of having a free world is a lot, you know what I mean? Allowing people to do their own shit. Yeah, and, like, you have to allow them to achieve freedom their own way. Yeah. Like, no, you can't force freedom on somebody. It's something exactly. we try to do here all the time. When you try to force freedom, it does not work. Exactly. I mean, it, it, for example, like, it, if, it, if anyone's watching the PBS documentary on Vietnam, it's freaking uh, crazy. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's 18 so, hours, but Jesus. it's freaking... Yeah, I'm all, it, it, yeah, but it's bro, dope. 18 hours... But it's like it's it's nah, like B. yeah. But like the thing is, is I Do mean, PBS. but it took them ten years to make it. All right, uh, Ken nice. Burns, the uh, director, he did the oh, World War documentary. Okay, you gotta tell me it's a Ken Burns of Star Wars. It's a documentary you just leave with. It's eighteen hours. Yeah, exactly. I'm out immediately. You tell me it's a Ken Burns series. Yeah, right. Exactly. I can get through that over the course of like a summer. You know, not even like a winter. I'll be like, snowed in yeah, for just a like a, just like a fucking like. At home for Christmas break and shit, yeah, and, and get sick of your parents and shit. Not my problem. I'm going to visit my girls and shit. That's gonna uh, be perfect, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do old white men love? They love war documentaries. Shit. Yeah. Yes. But, okay. Okay. So like, it's like Vietnam is a perfect example of what American tries to do. Like they try to force in like democracy for their own reason because it's not like they give a fuck about the people being well it's a mix of that that's the agenda it's the agenda that they portray to american citizen it's the fact that they just got out of world war ii they don't want another communist you know influence to spread because they're already having russia and china they don't want to spread more west than it's already came but they you can't manufacture this fucking a democracy if the people don't want it. And and part of freedom is the freedom to choose whatever government you want. And it made a lot of mistakes. And, and, and in doing this, and you guys can watch the documentary, but they put these figureheads in, in, in power who aren't a representative of that culture, of that country, and it goes to shit. And we end up wasting a lot of time. So, like, a lot of the things... A lot of it is just like arrogance and just like mishandling our in our foreign peers. I, or I've know. always wondered about this. Like when you put a figurehead in place, right? Mm-hmm. Is it, like that's an admission that that person is like completely corruptible. Like they're your figurehead. Yeah, you bought them up. Yeah, exactly. So like, how do you put them into place and think that's gonna stay afloat? Well, usually, well, I know in this example, it's like someone who's it's like paying already, a girl not to tell your girlfriend you cheated. Yeah, like she's always gonna tell or keep asking for more money. Exactly. Until somebody else who knows your girlfriend offers her more money. 
So this is like, I mean, and that's like logic. And this is what I don't understand why we continue to put ourselves in these positions. I mean, we've done it time after time where we put these, we support someone and then realize that they're a fucking piece of shit. And then we have to like <laughs> kill them. How many times? Shout out to R. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> How many times do we have to continue to do this as, as a country before we just like, yo, like. Hey, just handle your fucking shit. We'll handle ours. And the thing we we need to focus, like, we need to focus. We do need to focus a lot on the United States because we have a lot of fucking issues. And as you, to bring it back to like uh, where we started this conversation is China leading, leading, taking the lead in the automotive world. I don't. What do we lead as Americans? Entertainment. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. Tech, to most tech, yeah. Yeah, I would have to. Yeah, most tech. But that, but that. I don't see that's software. I would say software for sure. Uh I don't know about hardware tech. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know that I'm well versed enough to to comment on that. But I I would. We're in the we're in the top three, I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, But besides medicine, maybe do we lead medicine? Probably not anymore, right? I was. I, I think medical development probably. Maybe, yeah. But I don't think, like, definitely not healthcare. No. I don't think, like, yeah, I think probably medical research. Yeah. That might just be, like, my Boston and I, bias, though. I, and I, and, I, and the thing is, I, I don't think that we will lead as far as manufacturing good. Yeah, we don't produce anything. Yeah. I don't think we will until, like, it's like until we get to the position where, like, AI is fucking. Mm. Super abundant, and they and then they have you know fucking people. But will we machine. lead AI? That's what I mean. Like we've, I've, I've been operating from this understanding that America mm-hmm. would just inherently lead the next wave of mm-hmm. everything, and I'm not sure that's true anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure we'll be ahead on AI. I'm not sure we'll be ahead on automated well, agriculture. That is the crazy thing because they said, and this is the, the, the everything that I've read. This is whoever is the first to lead to develop. Something in the AI spectrum that is like efficient is going to lead the world. Oh, absolutely! And so, like, it's like a of each industry. That's that's automated cars. That's automated like agriculture. Uh, have you seen Have you seen those factory farms they have in Japan now? No. So check this out. One of the coolest things ever in the past like year or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have all these old Sony factories that used to manufacture like boom boxes and fucking TVs and mm-hmm. shit we don't buy anymore. Mm-hmm. So these huge rundown like fucking like campus sized factories mm-hmm. that go unused. Mm-hmm. They converted all of them, mm-hmm. made them 100% sterile environments. Mm-hmm. And they grow organic, organic strawberries that have never been touched by human hands wow. in six days flat. Wow. So you can grow, like, enough strawberries in, like, a month to feed the fucking country. You know what I mean? Yeah. Off just straw in, like, three factories. Shit. And so they're starting to, like, repurpose all these old factory buildings. It's like, shit like that is the next one. Like, urbanizing yeah. agriculture. Yeah. Imagine being able to have a full-scale farm in, like, downtown. I mean, that's where we need to be at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, but we're way behind on that shit. We're way behind, and then and we're and we're so be even behind in the thing. We're at least telling people, but I don't know if we're doing it. I certainly never heard anything about it. Yeah, well, I think there's definitely some. I mean, you have the Elon Musk and all those guys who yeah, are like building balls deep. Shit. Yeah, they're balls deep in it. <laughs> hey, and, Elon, and, come on, <laughs> full invite. And, and you hope that there's like, and I'm sure we. There's some guys in there in in our society that's balls deep in that shit and trying to figure it out. Um, Salute to y'all. 
Whoever you are. But yet, I mean, that is going to be whoever fucking knocks that door down first is going to just be running shit. Yeah. And you, you hope it's the United States, but if it's like, if it is China, oh, United States is fucked. <laughs> you know what's really sad? We sat here and had a 20 minute conversation about how. America leads the world nothing but entertainment niggas who can't do shit and can't build shit. Yeah. And we two niggas who instead of learning anything scientific to help this cause, yeah. research some new medicine, build a new technology, what do we do? Start a motherfucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> More entertainment for you numbskull Americans. I ain't read no books. <laughs> no books. No education. Nah, man. I mean, it's it's crazy times we live in. I don't I don't know what's gonna be next. I'm I'm worried about what's gonna be next. But I I do agree. I think uh, anyone who thinks otherwise is fooling themselves. Asia is gonna dominate the next era of the world. Uh, and we need to adapt to what they're going to want to do next so that we can stay in control of them as a partnership market instead of being dominated by them. Uh, I don't pretend to know a ton about business and investments and those kind of things, but I can you know, see basic human trends from a mile away, yeah. uh, and that's coming. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I wish it, you know, the powers that be, especially in our government, will stop, if we could stop fucking bickering with each other. Right for a little bit to get our shit together and look at these trends and begin to build a plan for the next 10, 20 years. Well, I think a big issue with that is the past 10, 20 years where we had the luxury of being able to bicker with each other. Yeah. Like, life's been good enough in the past. People, you know, I hate this argument from people all the time. It's like, well, you you know, the Democrats have been promising you the world for 40 years. What has that ever gotten you? Like, bro, do you see how dope America was yeah. like 12 years exactly. ago? Exactly. When I was a kid, America was fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, we're the best at everything. Yeah. Like, and entertainment consisted of, like, a Hanson. That's yeah. how literally I needed to be entertained because yeah. the rest of the world was cool. You know how serious I need my entertainment to be? <laughs> because of the depths of my despair of my real life. You know what I mean? America's never been this shitty. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I don't know. I, I look at that and I'm like, cool like we had that era we had that wave like it, it was the same thing in all other aspects of life right we all went out and bought four houses if you know you bought six throwback jerseys and 20 gold chains yeah and then 2007 happened and it snapped back to reality yeah uh and really like the the bulk of the matter is we need to get back to governing the country yeah we exactly. took a long time off to make government like its own form of entertainment and, and now is it's been too much yeah and it, and it doesn't look like we're still bigger and we have at least like you know, hopefully not, but it looks like we have three more, three some more, some change with Trump. So there's gonna be just constant bickering, and it's 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 slowing progression in this country. And whoever takes the reins next needs to like focus on moving the Dow forward. And it's just a lot of different. <laughs> It's, it's going to be a lot of different issues that, you know, we need to clear up. You know, part of the reason why these these other countries are producing more is because America doesn't make it easy to do business. <laughs> and so... If you're from anywhere else. Yeah. And so it's like we have to start tackling some of those issues and, maintain, and maintaining the balance of human rights and, 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 and employee rights and so forth. But, uh, yeah, we're in this weird balance where, uh, I mean, in, in 30, 40 years, 50 years, America may not be number one of shit, you know? Brush up on your Mandarin. Yeah, seriously. 
Uh, Did you have anything you wanted to add on the Vegas thing? I know, I know, we trying this new hour format. Yeah. So I'm trying, I'm trying to get us ahead. Yeah. Trying, trying to hit marks if possible, and I didn't want to neglect the Vegas thing. Um, the last um, thing because I know we jumped that quickly. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I wanted to say about the last thing I wanted to say about the Vegas thing, and uh, in closing, is that can we, can we get a term for the Vegas situation? By the way, the Vegas, Vegas massacre, massacre, the Vegas, the Vegas shooting, ma- the Vegas event. I've seen the a Vegas, lot of things. The Vegas shooting, the Vegas the massacre. Ma- yeah, I, I, well, okay, so this is kind of going into what I was saying. Is kind of how we like we take these incidents of the violence and we t- and like the media reports on it and we almost like glorify, um, it. glorify it and. I've always, as a, a comedian, I always, like, think that, like, I wish, like, all the top comedians, like the Chris Rocks, the Chappelle's, like the Louis C.K., will all just, like, when one of these things happen, just fucking five minutes, put it online, and just fucking, like, completely destroy this person. Mm. Just, like, make fun of him, make up shit, make a ton of shit up, and, like, and then just like put it out. So it was great, like roast comedians. Yes, yeah. yeah. And just put it out, just roast it, just humiliate it. And then with everyone in the world laughing at him, the Michael Rappaport of the world. I, I, yeah. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, it will fucking limit. And then it will be a compound effect from the comedians doing it to like everyday regular people making fun of this dickhead. The means making fun of this dickhead. It would make this guy who was before this horrific killer into a fucking joke, and then people would think twice because this is what people want. They don't. They want to shoot. They want to shoot them a bunch of people because they just don't want to die by killing themselves. They want the world to know that this guy. They were pissed off and that the world sucks and this is. But if you if you flip it and you fucking just roast him, you make fun of him, you. You know, you diss him and you could destroy this person and make his life a joke. People would think twice before shooting other people because of humiliation. I, I, I remember the first time I heard that argument. I, to this day, I think it's the best example of it being done. I take a lot of pride being from there, obviously, in mm-hmm. Boston. Uh, it was the Boston uh, Marathon bombing mm-hmm. and the Rolling Stone cover came out. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually, like, I was in, uh, I go back and forth. Uh, I think that was a particular case where I was actually in favor of publishing the photos and mm-hmm. the people, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Boston as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, and part of that Boston strong vibe, and this is mm-hmm. why I hate, and no disrespect to other places that have gone through things, but like mm-hmm. the whatever strong trying to like emulate the Boston strong thing. Mm-hmm. The thing about Boston strength is very much that kind of strength. Yeah. It was very much like, fuck these niggas. Yeah, like, this exactly. bitch ass nigga ain't fucking with us. Yeah. Like, alright, everybody lock it down for a minute. We all get in the streets. Let's go find this dude. Fuck his shit up. Yeah. And like, when I tell you, like, I try to explain to people who weren't here, like, they caught this dude. It got announced on the news. It, we was at the bars in minutes. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I was out anyway because, like, um, you know, I was in the industry or whatever. So we were out, like, waiting on the news. And when I tell you, it went from, like, four people in the bar to, like, hundreds in, like, the f- a half hour. Yeah. Like, niggas were like, we right back to real life. Like, fuck this clown. How happy, y'all. I love Boston. Yeah. And, like, that doesn't really... To your point, like that's not the coverage usually. Yeah, it's, exactly. Who is this big scary man? It's like this exactly. ain't shit. Exactly. He's one old man. The, we gonna fuck his shit up. Like fuck him and everybody like him. Exactly. They got no time for that. These are weak people. 
These are extremely weak people who could. The same people who get behind a keyboard and type mean things on the internet can get behind a gun and keep pulling the trigger. It's the same thing as hitting a button. You're just flipping your fingers back and forth. And if you feel that low about yourself, you don't give a shit. Yeah. And I get it because I've been there. Not saying I'm trying to kill anybody. I'm saying like I've been at that level of despair. Mm-hmm. I get how easy it is to be that shitty of a person. Yeah. And it's just, it's sad to like people try to like think through and make that a deeper thing. It's, it's not. Yeah. And, and and I think that like part I mean the media has to take part of the blame for this continue this compound effect of of seeing these mass shootings and mass murders is the fact that they glorify them they turn it into this fucking glorified figure who is the mass man who that's what they want they want us to be talking about them while they're while they're dead and shit like that but if you fucking report it and be like this guy's a dickhead and you have like people roast him people make fun of him I guarantee it will slow some of this shit down and hopefully you know this starts the trends hashtag roast the fucking killers <laughs> yo I love it um, roast the fucking killers and you know, I think we'll change the way because I mean that's what they want. Their last connection with society before offing themselves a society that's outcast them, where their mind outcast them, didn't give a fuck about them. Now they want to take it out in the world. So to show them like in their death, fuck them. Pretty much, yeah. man. Like I, I like that's my. I guess that yeah. That let that be my our final note on that. Yeah. It's like. Fuck whoever he is. I don't even know his name and want to say his name. You're a curmudgeon old man and who's living in the middle of fucking nowhere. Small <laughs> ass dick. Spent your whole life commuting to Vegas to gamble your life away so you could hire prostitutes that probably gave you fucking herpes. And I hope you were jerking <laughs> off and nutting in your eye before you died. You bitch ass nigga. That's, that's, that's what we should do. That's how everyone should see it. And the, it that was the word after the every mass killer. Niggas been anxious. Yeah, I'm for real. Like, who wants to be that exactly. guy? Exactly. He was like, yo, I was thinking about going on like a hero, but he's like, this is kind they of roasted bitch. me. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not really with that shit. Exactly, dude. Yeah, but, um, yeah. All right. So I want to introduce a, because our previous closing segments of, I, I did not like, mm-hmm. I want to introduce a new closing segment. Right. Last five, top five. Last five minutes of every show, we're going to do a top five. Okay. We started episode one with this conversation. I listened to episode one the other day and realized we never actually finished this. Mm-hmm. So in the next five minutes, we're going to give our beautiful listeners here their top five podcasts that influence this lovely podcast so they have better things to listen to when they're out of this hour and a half. Oh, okay. All right. I've got So what's your, what's your five? And we can debate additions and subtractions. Okay. So my top five right now. And watching the most Im- impactful, this is gonna be easy, is uh, Joe Rogan, Sam Harris, uh, Christopher Ryan. We listen to such different podcasts. Uh, Mark Marin's podcast. And then last would be probably Hardcore History. Um, what is Hardcore History? I don't even heard of it. Oh, dude, it's fucking. So um, I forget the guy's name. Man, that does it. But uh, <laughs> he just, this guy, he just like takes. Pretty much sections of history, whether it's World War One, World War Two, whether it's like, or it's just like the um, Mongolian Empire, and he just does like three sections of two-hour podcasts What's where he just dissect hardcore, hardcore history. Right. Yeah, that's that's dope. And yeah, those are my five most influential that I like listen to like all as much as possible. I mean, throwing like fire to, in the kid and shit like that, and like in like a Joe Buttons and shit. I was gonna say we have pretty much no but, overlap. That's yeah, crazy. But yeah, those are my those are my five that like 
I'm, I listen to it on a day and every week. I pretty much when they drop. So, so you listen mostly like lifestyle podcasts, um, or like more philosophy, I guess. Well, like no, no because like okay, they're mostly so. Uh, Rogan is a comedian, as people know, but he has a yeah, wide... Yeah, he's way more than... Yeah, like, exactly. His podcast is way more than comedy. Yeah, and so, like... In I'm the, not even a huge Rogan guy. It's just He's good. Yeah, exactly. And then, so, like... And then Mark Maron's is similar because he's a comedian, but he brings uh, different people on. Like, he had Daniel Lee uh, on, the director, uh, and it was just a fucking incredible conversation about... Uh, um, his life from like starting and uh, performing as a child to like um, moving to LA to figuring out he was gay from his girlfriend to moving to LA to like owning a starting his own like nursing agency to like becoming a, a playwright. It, it was like it was such mm-hmm. into his drug issues to this like was on who? Mark uh, Maron. Mark Maron. It, I was just fucking blown away, and it was only it was an hour because because he had a limited time, and but they fucking killed it, and like it was so crazy that like uh, Lee Daniels is his name. Uh, but Lee Daniels was like taking shit that Mark Barron, who's a comedian but a smart guy, he was like, "Oh man, you just touched on something." He's like, "What you said right there, you're gonna see in one of my next movies or shows because it was so it was it like pretty much took everything I was thinking and feeling. It was such such a dope podcast. But yeah, Mark Barron's is dope. Uh, and then um, so Sam Ro- Harris philosophy. Rogan Harris. Mark Marin, Christopher and, Chris, and, and Christopher Ryan. Christopher Ryan is like a, uh, he is pretty much like it's. He's usually he covers everything, but his like he wrote a book called uh, um, "Sex at Dawn." It's it's all about oh, that's yeah, a, okay. yeah, yeah. He's all about it's a lot of his shit is like human sexuality and stuff like that. But he's like he covers so many broad things, but his. Um, but it's always about this, like, it always has this, like, element of, like, sexuality and human nature into it. So it's pretty dope. So those are my. So I think going off that, one of the, like, definitely my top five, uh, Guys We Fucked, Love Guys We Fucked, the, the anti-slut-shaming feminist mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, everything they do is sex-related but super sex-positive mm-hmm. and just kind of the intersections of sex and relationships, and I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also listen to Dan Savage most weeks, but I'm not, like, oh, I'm, I'm not, like, huge into it. It's good, but, like, I, I just do the micro thing. I'll do his full podcast. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not paying for it. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm with you on Budden. I, I know you mentioned him as your honorable mention, I guess. Budden's yeah. definitely on my, my weekly. I was listening to Budden, Brilliant Idiots, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh... I'm in and out on Monday morning podcast with Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. Love Bill Burr, but yeah. I've been in and out on that podcast for like six years. There's sometimes it fits, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'd probably say Button for sure, Brilliant for sure. Uh, oh, Bodega Boy, sorry, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna forget. Yo, Deezus Mara was my number one show on late night. <laughs> Those are my niggas. I I live for Deezus Mara. That's my shit. So uh, they're definitely in there. And then probably yeah, guys we fucked. And then eh, I'm like I'm like. I'm going to give the five spot to Dan Savage, uh-huh. but with an honorable mention from Bill Simmons. I, I do like the BS podcast. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably my five. I lean a little more, like, pop culture a little more, like, socio-political, mm-hmm. current events. I guess, like, 
We do a lot of that here, so I don't listen to it as much now. Yeah. Like, those were my favorite podcasts before 12 weeks ago. Yeah. Now I don't listen to those as much because I feel like, I don't know, like, I have my own takes on a lot of that shit. But at the same time, it's like, it's nice to stay up on, like, yeah. the opinions around. Well, that, know, that's, that's, what, that's why, I, like, some of those podcasts I'll listen to, but, it'll, like, I'll listen to it. But I'm like, all right, I'm at this point where, like, I want a perspective from them. Mm. But it's like I'm kind of at this point where like I realize no one knows shit, and I can, if it's a part cautious thing that where I'm gonna base my opinion on, like I'm pretty much gonna I have my love my foundation of, yeah. of what I feel and what I think. So I'm like, but like the reason why I listen to like a Sam Harris and like a Christopher Ryan and shit like that, and like because these guys are so like they come from the. Probably geniuses in their own fields. Um, Sam Harris probably just a genius in, in any field. Uh, but in like me and Sam Harris have a lot there. He's like a super atheist and like. Uh, I think this is like the. It, it's interesting doing this list, and I should say we're over five minutes. We'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, but I think like that. That is what I think makes this platform cool. Is that like, I think I'm much more focused on like communicating it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of the people I listen to, I listen to because I find them to be brilliant communicators mm-hmm. of ideas I know to be popular and aren't usually articulated well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm fascinated by people who do that well so that, A, I can get better at articulating my own opinions, but more so that I can articulate the voice of other people on a platform that I have as I continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And I think you've been much more inspired to kind of, like, explore the depths of, like, how we've gotten here as a society and, like, what, like all the reasoning behind it mm-hmm. where I'm much more focused on, like, the moment of it. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's very important to keep that balanced perspective. And, yeah. And uh, I hope you people out there in listening land uh, stay balanced and don't shoot nobody. Yeah. Don't be a dickhead. Don't be a dickhead. Yeah, let's go <laughs> to that instead of go fuck yourself. I don't want to rip off all the right, cool, yeah. Don't be a dickhead. I don't think be that, a dickhead. All right. Uh, Case love. Yeah. In closing, in closing, like... In closing. If you think you're going to be a dickhead, you <laughs> know... Don't. Don't like have a beer, smoke a joint, you know, fuck girl, fuck dude, chill out, think about it. Then don't be a dickhead. Get a massage. Yeah. Whatever you gotta do. Fuck it. But while you're doing it, write us some questions. Get us yeah. at late to work podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from all y'all. You can also get us on pretty much every social media at underscore late to work with the numeral two. Catch my boy at only Chris Allen on everything at mlgainer22 or mgainer22 on everything else. Uh, late to work on Facebook is where you find us probably most frequently. Catch every episode on SoundCloud, iTunes, and I swear to God we'll be on Stitcher soon. Just please stop bugging me about it. Uh-huh. I'm getting there. And just we'll have videos soon. So oh, yeah. off our ass. You'll be able to see <laughs> our ugly ass. I just got to get in the gym before I show y'all. <laughs> uh, peace, love. Peace. Don't be a dickhead. Don't be a dickhead.